0: Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to entitle this, Christian Zionist Hatred Undermines Health of the U.S. Economy. Church war makers swap Islamophobia for Jesus' love of mankind at Zionist church rallies for Israel. And one of the things we'll be talking about is a upcoming event in Loveland, Colorado entitled Israel Summit Standing Firm. And now what's interesting about this, this is not a coofy event as we have seen and have conducted over a dozen vigils at. But uh, two of the prominent speakers at this three-day event are George Morrison, who is the pastor and business owner of the Faith Bible Chapel in Arvada, Colorado. and We've had two vigils there. He's actually an uh, executive board member of Kufi Christians United for Israel. And the other pastor is... Jack Hayford of the church, by the way, in Van Nuys, California. And it's also interesting here. We're seeing all this. We're going to talk about the Islamophobia that's being kicked up here uh, because of recent events. We'll talk about those. And it's also interesting. I'm on the Kufi email list, and they've got their talking points for January the 8th of this year, they are announcing that they've exceeded uh, 2 million members and that they have held 2,162 pro-Israel events in cities and towns across the country. That number will rise again before today is done. Next week, 150 of our top students from around the country will arrive in Texas for our annual winter training. They will join over 2,600 student leaders we have trained to make the case for Israel on their campuses. And of course, they're doing this because they are losing the campuses to activists like Students for Justice in Palestine that has organized on campuses across the country, and we're very familiar with them here in the Phoenix area at Arizona State University, and they really do a, a good job of presenting the case for Palestine. So With that little bit of background, I'm going to turn it over to Chuck to talk about this upcoming event, because in addition to doing a vigil at the church, we also are looking at what more can we do to increase our influence.
1: Chuck? Okay. We, uh, of course, have been to so many churches, we know how to do this by rote in the dark, and the issue and the problem, of course, is to get together facts that uh, that make sense to people who are not in the church and to uh, try to alert the community to what is going on, because, of course, uh, you can bet that this organization called Israel Summit Standing Firm is notifying all the churches in the community, inviting them to come to these uh, these affairs. That's how they do it. So... It's incumbent upon us to find ways to reach those churches and to give them some idea of what's wrong with Christians United for Israel if they haven't figured it out for themselves. We've been to many of these programs and listened to what they do, so we we pretty well know. What we're now worried about and should be concerned about is that there is a great deal of recent hostility toward Islam, and that's bad enough of its own Accord because there are plenty of Muslims who live in this country. But what's more important is it's promotional toward war because, consider it this way, we have hundreds of events like the Kufi events basically telling people that Islam is a false religion, that they worship the god of the moon, that they are rewarded in paradise for killing Christians. That's supposedly in their Quran that they're a danger anywhere that they exist. And, of course, the reason Christians United for Israel and uh, presumably this organization as well do this is because they're essentially working for Israel directly, supporting Israel's interests and aims, and therefore they're essentially telling Israel's story to these people in, in the churches. Now, this would be one thing, I suppose, if War was really good for us, and uh, it was uh, important to us that we uh, keep the war fires burning. But uh, I think we're finding more and more apparent now as time goes on that, that we are in the process of destroying ourselves financially through all these wars. So Christians United for Israel and Israel Summit standing firm with Israel is detrimental to us. It's basically helping to destroy our currency. It's helping to destroy our economy. It's putting us on the basis where we have $70 trillion of debt, and about half of that, someone calculated, that has come from direct expenditures for wars. So if you look at it realistically, you can say that Christians united for Israel, in addition to being an enemy of every Muslim in the world, and promoting ungodly ideas that are unchristlike, they are actually also one of the powers that is forcing war down our throats, because they essentially go along with the political circles that are supporting these wars. If you think back on the George W. Bush and George Herbert Walker Bush leading us into two successive Iraqi war experiences, and then, of course, we had the Democrats who helped out dragging us into Afghanistan. Now we have the effort to bomb Iraq. That didn't quite work, but John Hagee did everything he could to bring it about. He even prayed that the United States would bomb Iraq. So we really owe it to Christians to point out to them that they have a serious enemy of their own economic system, unless, of course, they want to convince themselves that war is really good for us. That war is being promoted by Christians United for Israel, and we end up paying the cost of it. John Hagee, of course, makes money off all of this, so this is part of what we're going to be trying to explain to people in these events. We're going to sort of focus our educational efforts to other churches upon, is the product of KUFI really good for you? Is it good for you to have another war against a, an outfit called ISIS, ISIS, whom no one knows exactly who they are, and no one has yet been able to figure out how they pay their recruits by the tens of thousands. So this is what we're going to be uh, trying to express in the current letters that we're going to be doing. Now, here in Denver, there's an organization of Palestinian organizations. They're sort of a coalition, and they've done a number of projects, and they've asked me to uh, arrange this project, and they say they will support it, and that uh, they'll go to this church to this and do these vigils. I have the same problem with this organization that we have with, with others. They don't quite see why this should be a permanent project. They think that it would be a good effort to go out and spend the day trying to hold signs up in front of this big church and Loveland, Colorado, but uh, I haven't quite convinced them that they need to make this into a permanent project with computers that grind out information and send it to church leaders all over the country, all over the state, all over the city on an ongoing basis. And it's my belief that that's really where we have to go. The next step for uh, We Hold These Truths is, of course, to continue doing what we know how to do, but we also need to step it up a scale. And to do that, we have to get a lot better at this information game that we see others doing so well, and we, we need to find out a way to, to do that as well using social media and, of course, email and whatever other methods we can find. So I'll open this to discussion.
0: Well, Chuck, one thing I've noted looking here at their site, this uh, Israel Summit Stand Firm, they're taking a slightly different approach to what, Kufi does. Of course, Kufi doesn't even really mention the, the name of Jesus. They're not trying to convert anybody there, the the Jews that would attend. Now, here's what they say at this uh, Israel summit and their vision. God is calling you and me to carry on the legacy of God's heart for the Jews. We are to acknowledge and seek after the blessing God promised to those who will bless Israel and to refuse to silence the life-changing gospel of the Lord Jesus to the ends of the earth. Well, that second part of the thing is uh, we would find no objection to. And, of course, we've discussed this Bless Israel in our award-winning film, Christian Zionism, the Tragedy and Turning, that anyone that has not seen, we would recommend that you go to our website and, and watch it and pass it on, because... We need to educate people, and we need to get people to think about these issues and look beyond just the surface of supporting Israel, and uh, I think Chuck has really done a good job over the years in explaining this belief that the modern state of Israel is not a fulfillment of biblical prophecy, as have many other people, but it is something that's very difficult to overcome, and we need to... We need to get people to think about these issues. It's easy to hate people and give lip service to converting Muslims to Christianity. But most of these people, the likes of John Hagee and so forth, how would what they preach, how would they ever convince a Muslim that Jesus Christ is real and he's loving? It boggles me that they seem to be so arrogant and they're so fixed on the issue of Israel that they really do give lip service to the call that Jesus gave to us to spread the word to the world, to the ends of the earth. So we would agree with their last statement there. And then they they go on to say here, quote, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. They quote that from Daniel 11, verse 32. So, It's not an easy project to convince people, but we need to be as diligent as the opposition here. And what we're seeing now from another organization that's obviously piggybacking on what Kofi has been doing rather successfully, uh, you might say, with it uh, growing. Any other questions or comments? Does anybody like to chime in?
1: I'd respond to that, Tom, by saying that Naturally, in talking about a meeting they're getting ready to, to hold and, and trying to lure in people from other churches, they're going to be talking about Jesus. If you take a look at this uh, huge building on about oh, 40 acres, I suppose, can't quite tell where their boundaries are, big parking lots around it, 2,000 members in Resurrection Fellowship Church, in lovely little loveland colorado you take a look at this and it has sort of a marquee over the door and there's just one big word on it that huge jesus is what you see there naturally all these jewish people and messianic christians are all going to walk into that church under the marquee and you expect these people to put that up as a front for their efforts but based upon the speakers that they have coming there, we can pretty well bet that they're going to get a similar line to what Christians United for Israel gives them, and that it is going to be a pretty solid hate campaign because they have to overcome the fact that in the last three assaults, Israel has killed five or 6,000, maybe 8,000 people, God knows exactly how many, in Gaza alone. And uh, there are some people that know this, and the way they overcome that is by basically attacking Islam and and Muslims and putting them in the animal category. So I think we'll find out that after we go to this meeting and uh, listen to what they say, that it's not going to be too much different than the the Kufi approach. I'd be very surprised if it is. I'm very surprised that they start out saying, giving a talk on blessed are the peacemakers. And uh, love your neighbor, uh, even your enemy, as you love yourself. I don't think they can do that and put across their message, which is bomb Gaza, make war on Islam.
0: So one would expect that you would have an Israel love infest there. I mean, you look at some of the speakers here, they've got a guy named Caleb Myers. He's with the Jerusalem Institute of Justice. He's a human rights activist, a lawyer that works to end anti-Semitism around the world. There's another Sandra Teplinsky, Light of Zion Ministry, from an Orthodox Jewish background. Teplinsky came to faith in Jesus at the University of Illinois, and so forth and so on. And then they've got another couple here, Wayne Hillsgun who is with King of Kings in Jerusalem Ministry, of course. Jack Habert, as we mentioned earlier, and George Morrison, who we have been at both of their churches with vigils,
2: I'd like to point out uh, this is Craig on just start looking at the website too. there's a vimeo a little video you can click on, and it starts out with ephesians two fourteen It says, "For Christ has brought peace to us, He unites Jews and Gentiles that's all b- uh, bold print into one people." When in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us, Ephesians 2.14. And then as you read, Tom, down it says, uh, God is calling you and me to carry on the legacy of God's heart for the Jews. Well, God's heart for the Jews was that they'd become Christians. It wasn't for, it wasn't for Christians to embrace Talmudic Judaism and say that's okay. Just even on their own webpage. It's a contrast in what Scripture actually teaches. And, Chuck, you brought up the point, like, well, don't these people realize they're pulling down our own culture and our own financial house and so forth? Well, see, that doesn't really matter because all the Christians are going to get raptured out of here in the next year to six years, and so it really doesn't matter. It's this whole theological presupposition that's behind all of this that justifies the rapture that justifies the Jews, that justifies Israel, that justifies all this stuff, and until that uh, presupposition of that theological basis can get attacked and brought to the light, I don't see anything changing here with these Christian Zionists. This is Glenn. I really think we need to get the word out about how this deception is all coming about, and that the, the Schofield Bible that Chuck has a great article on. I think. That really opened my eyes up as far as how are all the elect being deceived like this. And you know, the Bible says the elect will be deceived in the end times, and I think this is part of it, one of the deceptions. you know, And, and so if we can get rid of the root of the deception, I think that's a starting place in my mind.
0: That's a very good point. We've seen this from years of experience at these vigils. What we get when we engage with a Christian Zionist is, what we like to refer to as Bible bingo. And you can go all over, bounce all over the Bible. We've talked about this in Galatians 3, where Paul said that there's neither Greek nor Jew for all, or in Jesus Christ. He also said that the seed of Abraham was not many, but that seed was Jesus Christ. So, the linking of the kingdom is open to one and all that accepts Jesus. So, it almost appears in their view that the Jews have some kind of priority just by the fact that they still consider them the chosen people. They were the chosen people to bring forth the Messiah, Jesus. So yes, we do need a lot of education, Glenn. That's the whole purpose for our organization is to educate people. And hopefully people that listen to these podcasts will pass on and educate other people because There are so many blinded people. We've been blinded by patriotism here to accept these wars that are unbiblical, they're unconstitutional. We've talked about this numerous times in our podcast. And so it's a giant task, and we can't rest. Certainly, Kufi is not resting, and these organizations like this event here, a three-day event, this Israel Summit Stand Firm, that are popping up, and it's probably happening elsewhere around the country. We just have to be ultra-vigilant and just keep pressing on.
1: Right. We don't know whether this organization has other meetings or not. We haven't seen others, have we? This This is the only one we see broadcast announced on their site. But I think so. To.
0: Yeah, it doesn't affiliate itself. No, it's, it's their event, uh, this Resurrection Church's event, it appears to be.
1: The message that will go forth from this meeting, we've seen it time and time again in churches, and Craig, you've been to churches where it's been done and recited like this. We love the Muslim people, but they're following a false god, Allah. They picked his name out of the hat of many gods, and he's actually the moon god. And the true god, Jehovah, is using the strong arm of the state of Israel to remove Arabs from the land that God gave to Israel 3,000 years ago. Furthermore, the Quran is a violent book that rewards Muslims for killing Christians. So we love them, but we have to deal with them in accordance with their book. This is the message that is delivered. Anybody heard that?
0: (laughs) Yes, variations of that. And the the fact that one of the things that, that we've talked about this in previous podcasts uh, is that Jesus is mentioned thirty some times in the Quran. He he's one of their prophets. There's certainly Muslims' understanding of who Jesus is is different from ours, but it's a starting point. It's a common point that, that we have some things in common in the like. Abraham and David, those are prophets also, so there's some commonality there, and so we should be looking for commonality rather than bashing them over the head, uh, just like Chuck described there, and then expecting them to uh, waltz into accepting Christ.
1: I recently heard this very statement in a church that I have attended, and uh, the speaker was a former Muslim, and that's the story he told to the congregation. Summing it up, his two-hour presentation all sums up with every other phrase is, we really love the Muslims. And then they go on and talk about how fiendish evil and devious they are, and Muhammad was a pervert, and they have all of these statements that they managed to air during the course of their explanation of why Jesus loves everyone, so that people who hear the explanation Sam, I'm really glad, glad Jesus could love the Muslims because I sure couldn't. That's <laughs> the way people mm-hmm. tend to go away. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we hope we gave you some food for thought there, and again, as we ask, pass it on and educate someone else. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, WHTT.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at WHTT.org, you can watch for free our award winning documentary film, Christian Zionism The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people start small. Think big and press on towards the straight gate.